welcome to this episode of the Dominion Dispatch, a podcast all about life in the Dominion community. My name is Sarah Wishart, and today we are going to talk all things kindergarten. Our guests today are Gina Park and Debbie Jenkins. Welcome, ladies. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Would you both mind introducing yourself and explaining why you might be considered kindergarten experts? Gina, why don't you go first? I've taught first grade for 10 years, and Later, I taught kindergarten for three years, so being able to see both sides of, of that. And now I do admissions, so this is my third year of admissions and you at have Dominion. two sons. I have two boys here at Dominion, one in seventh grade and one in ninth grade, and they both started at Dominion in kindergarten. So my name is Debbie. I have taught for about 10 years total in a variety of settings, special needs, AP accelerated, Um, This is my fourth year teaching kindergarten at Dominion. I have two sons here. The oldest is in sixth grade. He started in second grade at the Potomac Falls campus, and the younger one started in kindergarten and is now in fourth grade. Lovely. So my first question is, and perhaps Debbie, you can speak to this since you're teaching kindergarten now, what does a typical kindergarten day look like for a Dominion student? So that's a great question. It depends on what time of year we're talking about. The beginning of the year in kindergarten looks very different from the end of the year in terms of what we do during the day. So typically we'll start with a morning routine and then we move on to our math period. And that will include a lot of moving around and activities, hands-on activities, games. We take breaks to dance. We take breaks to run around the room. If we're feeling particularly squirrely, we'll go outside and run around for a bit. And then we have morning snack and morning recess. And then we move on to phonics, language arts, and penmanship. And during those periods, we do take lots of breaks. So we are constantly moving. Really, the attention span that you can expect from a kindergartner starting out is maybe two or three minutes at a time. Mm -hmm. So even though a period might be 40 minutes long, you're not looking at 40 straight minutes of work. And then we'll move on to lunch and midday recess. We come back for specials like Bible and history, art, music, PE, science. Um, And before you know it, it's the end of the day and it's time to go home. Oh, that sounds like a great day. So if that's a typical day, Let's talk about what parents of preschoolers or, you know, parents of newborns like myself are wondering. (laughs) And how can we prepare, how can I prepare my child for kindergarten? So do either of you have any tips about how to prepare or even know that your child's ready? Gina, what would you say to a parent who asks that? Well, one tip that I often give parents during our tours is if they're parents of preschoolers, to not be afraid of letting your child get dirty. Let them play in sand, let them play in dirt. It's okay to get your hands into mud. It can always be cleaned. Over the years, we've seen through various hands-on activities that we have at school, um, more and more of a hesitancy from more students. For instance, our kindergartners during our math and science pumpkin day, that's the time where we mm-hmm. where we make a lot of math and scientific observations. We'll go in, dig into the pumpkins and count how many seeds there are. And over the years, less students are willing to get their hands in the pumpkin. Mm -hmm. They want to wear gloves or they want to wear gloves and use a scoop. There's a huge benefit to exploring the world at that age through all their senses, including uh, touch. And so just encouraging parents, you know, be less concerned about keeping everything sanitized and um, take down that, take away that barrier 
uh, for children to learn about the world that God has created. Because we have a lot of great hands-on activities at the school, and I would love to see the students really jump into these things, activities like our second grade mummification of a chicken. It can be very gross. <laughs> Children definitely know that. We want them to ju jump in um, and really enjoy that whole process. Do you think, Debbie, is it important to come into kindergarten knowing how to read or knowing how to write, or is that not expected? It doesn't hurt, but it's definitely not expected. I don't expect a kindergartner to know how to read or to write or to be able to count to 100. If there's some familiarity with the alphabet, that's great. If you have some familiarity with numbers up to 10 or 20, that's great, but it's not essential. We start from the ground and we move up from there. I think that's actually something that's really amazing about our kindergarten program is that it doesn't take anything for granted. Mm -hmm. It's so easy as adults to think that a student understands or automatically knows something because it's the reality that we've lived in for so mm -hmm. long and we forget that whole learning process. And it's also easy to misinterpret that a child knows how to read or understands what numbers actually mean. And our program, our curriculum, I feel like both in phonics and in um, math really lays down that solid groundwork and does not take anything for granted, doesn't make those assumptions or, or jumps in understanding concepts. And I think that's really important. Those are all great tips. And if you're listening and you're curious and would like more examples of maybe what kindergarten readiness looks like, we do have an awesome checklist on our website at dominionschool.com. So feel free to check that out. So would you ladies mind sharing um, a little bit about the difference between kindergarten and first grade? So why is kindergarten important? Why do we need to come to kindergarten? Can't we just start school at first grade? I'd say from a student's point of view, they are most excited about learning cursive in first grade. That's a big jump for them. And kindergarten does an amazing job of preparing them to transition to cursive because the Danelian style print that our kindergartners learn, it makes that transition very easy. It's not that circle and stick type of print that we're used to seeing for <clears throat> those grades. So I think that would be a really big stepping stone for the kindergartners going into first grade, knowing that once they review the formation of their print letters, that they get to go right into cursive. I think our writing program is also, we're able to hit the ground running in first grade because the students have practiced in kindergarten, um, both writing dictation sentences and orally creating keyword outlines. And that just really gets them well prepared for our writing program in first grade. And then I think I might've touched on it already a little bit, but our math, our math program, it really, in first grade, it takes the groundwork laid in kindergarten of number sense and place value and then goes deeper. A lot of classical education circles back around and goes deeper every time. Uh, there's more equations and word problems in the first grade math curriculum. And best of all, bar models are introduced as a method of visualizing math problems. And we're big fans of bar models and as a way of processing all the information that they're, that they're taking in. So I was thinking of this question in terms of habits and routines and cultural development. Mm -hmm. And when preschoolers come in as kindergartners, we're just very aware at the beginning of the year that they've just finished preschool in whatever setting that they've been in. And so they're coming in almost unbaked. I feel like kindergarten <laughs> year here is a baking year for the children. It, to me, it's so important and it, it becomes foundational for the rest of their 
academic career because we're setting the foundations of habits mm-hmm. and routines and, and culture in terms of how do we interact with one another? Mm-hmm. How do we reconcile? How do we play with each other? Um, even in our hands-on activities in kindergarten, that looks different than first grade. We are very hands-on. And so they get this year of training with materials that if you jump in at first grade, I, I think it can be a little more challenging, especially with the Orton-Gillingham program and the dictation and all the different pieces that come together. So in kindergarten, they get that training. They get that practice all year long at a pace that a six-year-old can work with mm-hmm. that is not too big for them or too unmanageable. And we start out very slowly, very gradually building up. And I feel like that six-year-old age is so amazing in that the kindergartner that I get at the beginning of the year and what they're capable of, right? They just finished preschool. And so they still need help buckling their belts and how do I hold my pencil? And, you know, they walk in the door and their backpacks look almost too big for their bodies, right? You think, oh, this precious child, how is this child going to function in all day kindergarten? And we gradually go through the steps and we gradually practice. And there's so much play involved in kindergarten. So sometimes they don't even realize they're learning because we're just creating make-believe worlds and all the fun things that little kids love to do. And then somehow, inexplicably, by January, February, they are little scholars and they're Mm -hmm. able to do things that you just couldn't imagine that, oh, you know, my little six-year-old can do this. And I feel like for them, it's also an incredibly satisfying, right around that mid-year mark to see this is what I can produce. This is what I can do. And I think Dominion does that very well, takes the child, right, that's just out of preschool and gently and gradually takes them through that process throughout the kindergarten year so that by June, that child is well and truly ready to go into first grade and to enter what is really a different world. I feel like first grade onward, you are in, I don't want to say real school, but I don't know, regular (laughs) school, real school. It's more academic. It is. It's more academic and it's fundamentally a different experience in kindergarten. And I think our program does a great job um, training the child in fun ways throughout the year to get them ready for first grade and onwards. It's not a year to be missed. It is not. You are right. (laughs) I mean, Debbie could teach my boys again. Oh, I know. So, um, so, um, to to wrap up our time, would you mind sharing a favorite story or memory of your time teaching kindergarten? I I love our ABC Bible verses. So our, our kindergartners memorize the verses, one verse for each letter of the alphabet. For example, the A verses Proverbs 15, a soft answer turns away wrath. And that's how we start the year. Um, my boys who are now in seventh and ninth grade learned these verses when they were in kindergarten. And I've been able to correct or admonish them <laughs> because I taught kindergarten and ended up memorizing these verses as well at certain times, even, even now. So I asked them to recall God's word and a favorite of mine. <laughs> this may not be their favorite memory, but a favorite of mine is asking them to remember the C verse that they remembered in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. So this seventh and ninth grader, they 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 remember the word that they memorized way back when. And so they'll say Colossians 3:20, <laughs> children obey um, your parents in all things because it is well pleasing to the Lord. And it's just it's a it's a funny way to break up a series of a moment, but also admonish them with God's word. It's almost self-correcting as they say that. 
So that's something that I, it's, it's great. <laughs> okay, that's really wonderful because the <laughs> seeds you sowed in kindergarten are still reaping fruit in seventh and ninth grade. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> that's very encouraging because I have one about to enter middle school. Yeah. My favorite memory from last year is when we as a class decided to build an elf house together. We decided that the Elf King needed a weekend retreat. So we took a cardboard box and everything we collected from the wooded area we used. I brought out my hot glue gun and we created this little cabin for him. And we would leave it out over the weekend and come back on Monday to see if there was any activity, if the Elf King had come and, and what he had done in the cabin. And so that went on for a while. And it was just fun to do with the children. They got really into it. And it was sort of this ongoing fun activity that we had for weeks and weeks and weeks. Many thanks to Gina and Debbie for sharing all their wisdom. And thank you for listening. Catch you next time.